Welcome to the Pubcast, your inside look at electronic publishing. From ebooks to websites to podcasts and more, join us as we interview the professionals on the cutting edge of publishing. Hello, and welcome to the debut episode of the Pubcast. My name is Ken Gagne, and I am not your host. Think of me more as a recurring character. The Pubcast is the work of Emerson College in Boston, Massachusetts, where I teach an undergraduate course in electronic publishing. Now, of course, all publishing these days involves some form of electronics. We're referring specifically to publishing that requires electronics to consume, so electronic media, such as podcasts, ebooks, websites, and more. Technology is redefining the publishing industry faster than we can imagine, from the Amazon Kindle to Apple iBooks. To the resurgence in popularity to podcasting, to the proliferation of video through YouTube and video podcasts. From self-publishing tools such as Amazon CreateSpace and the Espresso Book Machine. It is important that we learn how these technologies are influencing the publishing industry and how the veterans in the industry are taking advantage of them. This semester, my 14 students have been charged with interviewing a professional who is working in the field of electronic publishing. They are recording those interviews and you will be hearing them on this show. You'll be hearing from published authors and from authors' publishers. You'll be hearing from podcasters, webmasters, and more. Each week, you'll hear a different student interviewing a different expert. The students will introduce themselves and get right into the show. So other than the intro and the outro, you will not be hearing my voice. However, you are welcome to email me and any of my students at feedback at thepubcast.org. My students look forward to sharing their discoveries with you in the pubcast. So thank you for tuning into this debut episode. You're now about to hear the first of 14 interviews, and we'll be back in the fall with a whole new crop of students and interviews. Enjoy the show. Hi, my name's Devin. Tonight, I'm going to be interviewing Lisa Olson about her super stylish wedding blog named Something Pretty. As a journalism student in love with beautiful magazines, she's hoping that her website will help launch a career at a physical publication. Thanks for talking to me tonight. Let's get started. How would you summarize the content of Something Pretty? Because that's what we're mostly going to focus on. Something Pretty is a wedding inspiration blog for the classic and charming bride. So I share real weddings, uh, inspiration boards that illustrate different styles and concepts, different ways that people can take their things from their everyday life and incorporate them into their wedding inspiration and gorgeous wedding dresses. Awesome. Um, do you take any of your inspiration from Pinterest? Because I've noticed you have a lot of inspiration boards and stuff on your site. Mm-hmm. Um, I started blogging before Pinterest. Oh, okay. But Pinterest <laughs> is a huge tool for bloggers, obviously, with finding images. It definitely makes it a lot easier. I definitely use Pinterest to like get ideas and stuff like that. But just since I started blogging before Pinterest is even around, um, I don't like completely rely on it. I read a lot of other blogs, though, and so... I would say it's kind of a combination of both those things. Okay. Um, have there been any other technological advances since you started blogging? Well, I started blogging in December 2010. So that was when people were kind of just starting to get smartphones, and I didn't have one until last summer. Instagram has been a really good tool for bloggers and kind of just another extension of, of their online presence. And so... That would definitely be one of them is bloggers using Instagram, which I also use. And then Pinterest, like you mentioned, there's another site that's really similar to Pinterest, but it is, um, it's called Loverly and it's, um, all wedding stuff. And instead of having like where anyone can upload images, it's all wedding bloggers that upload images. So it's a very like 
curated type of Pinterest, sort of. Yeah, that's really interesting. How do you sign up for that? Do you prove that you have a wedding blog and they approve you? They actually invite people. So like, I'm not, oh, wow. I'm not a picture <laughs> for it, but I mean, that's another thing that I use a lot. I sometimes use it more than Pinterest because on Pinterest, sometimes like the content sucks. Like you can search oh, yeah. and everything will just be like super ugly and tacky because everyone and their grandma has Pinterest now, but loverly, like since it's only people with really high taste that are uploading stuff, you know that things are probably going to be good. So that's a pretty good tool as well. Yeah, definitely. That launched maybe not even a year ago. So it's pretty new. That's crazy. I thought it was around way longer. Oops. <laughs> so what other online presences do you have to help get traffic towards your blog? I know you post on Facebook sometimes, but do you reach out through other channels? I do. I have a blog Facebook page that I post all my daily posts to. I also use Twitter a lot. That's a really good tool as well. I use Pinterest and I pin a lot of my own images to Pinterest. So that definitely drives traffic. I'm on Instagram, like I mentioned. And then I also use a site called Wedding Gawker, which there's like a whole like family of Gawker websites. There's Google Gawker and Craft Gawker and all that stuff. And so I upload things or I submit to Wedding Gawker every once in a while. And they have like a great community yeah. on there. And so that always drives a lot of traffic when my pictures I featured get submitted there. And when I submit things and they're featured on there, that always drives a lot of traffic as well. And then a big part of like getting traffic as a blogger is interacting with other bloggers because a lot of the people that read my blog are other bloggers. It's not just brides. Um, it's brides a lot of the time, but it's also just people who really love weddings or, you know, photographers who read a lot of blogs and stuff like that. So there's a few things. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, where do you get your images from? Because you're always posting these awesome wedding photos, <laughs> but I don't know exactly where they come from. It depends. For the real weddings that I feature when I feature the wedding in its entirety, I usually find the wedding on another blog or on a photographer's blog and I contact the photographer and ask them for permission to use the images and I'll contact the photographer if I'm going to use more than maybe two images in a blog post that's from like something they did just because I mean not everyone does that but I think it's courteous. I do that for the real weddings and then for everything else for the most part I'll find it on you know other blogs that are a lot bigger than mine. I mean, just as kind of a reference, the ultimate wedding blog is called stylemepretty.com. Yep, I'm familiar. And they post, you know, six weddings a day sometimes, whereas I post one wedding a week and then like other stuff. So, so I find a lot of stuff on other blogs that feature mostly real weddings. Like I said, I read probably 20 to 40 blogs a day. Oh, goodness. Staying on top of things. I save things when I think I might use them in the future if I see a really beautiful image that I like. And I'm like, oh, that might be great in an inspiration board someday. And then of course, Pinterest and Loverly are both really good for looking for specific things or just like, if I can't come up with anything, just scrolling through and see when something inspires me. So it's, it's a little bit of both, but mostly other blogs. Yeah, definitely. I was wondering in this class, we've had to develop our own websites and everything, and it's really hard. How do you did you design your own website? What do you use to host it? Like, how did you even figure out how to do that? <laughs> okay, that is seriously one of the trickiest parts I think about blogging. But what I did is I started out with a WordPress.com site. So like free site, free template, and just tried to do like little tweaks on it with Photoshop, like uploading my own header and stuff like that. But once my blog started to gain popularity, and I was able to start doing things like accepting advertising and making a 
very, very small, but some revenue nonetheless. I really just wanted to take it to the next level. So I reached out to a blogger who is a graphic designer and asked her to design my blog for me. And to do that, I had to transition to a WordPress.org site. Right. So it's the self-hosted site and my site's hosted through Bluehost, which has been great. And from that, my graphic designer, her name's Kelsey, she and I kind of went through the whole design process where we came up with a mood board and she came up with different options. And she actually does a lot of calligraphy and she hand calligraphed my header, which I love. That's awesome. I love all the flowers. Yeah, the flowers (laughs) she photographed and worked them into the site herself and so, yeah, it worked out really well, but I do not know how to code to save my life. I did not do any of it. That was all on her. That's awesome. Did you learn the skills with WordPress in any classes you've taken, or did you have to be self-taught mostly on that? I taught myself when I started. I've taken classes that use it since, mm-hmm. but when I started my blog, I just signed up for it and kind of went for it. I think WordPress is very intuitive. I think it's really easy to use, especially the WordPress.com sites that are free. I think they're super easy to use. WordPress.org sites are a little bit more complicated, I think, just because you're dealing with things like plugins and there's just a lot more options. I mean, WordPress is really good for, you know, their forums are awesome. So anything that I haven't been sure about, I've been able to find for the most part. That's awesome. Have you been using any like analytics of any kind on your site? Do you look through Google Analytics or anything like that? Yes, I use Google Analytics. I probably don't use it as much as I should. (laughs) My WordPress site has the Jetpack installed into it, so I can see my like general stats. The only thing that that doesn't have is unique visitors, so that's the only thing that I do use Google Analytics for. But other than that, I can find, you know, my page views, my most popular posts, what Google search terms brought people to my blog, which can sometimes be super funny what people have clicked on and stuff like that. I can do all that through WordPress and that's through a WordPress plugin. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. What are some of the words that would bring people to your site besides just like wedding and pretty and something? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I always try to tag all my posts with anything that I think people might search for. So a lot of the times it will be those things. For example, free printable, will you be my bridesmaid cards? That's one of my most popular posts because when my graphic designer finished designing my site, she also made these printable cards like as kind of like a launch thing. (laughs) And that's one of the most popular things on my blog. And I love the idea that, you know, people are finding that. I'm trying to think, I wish I like had off the top of my head, like what some of the funny things were, (laughs) but to give you an example, I can, I can jump on right now and see like what people were searching for today. A lot of the times it's not anything super interesting. It'll just be like blue and pink wedding or whatever, but yeah. maybe there were some good ones today. Let me check really quick. Is that part of your SEO? Like, do you keep that in mind with the tagging? Yes, definitely. And SEO can be weird sometimes, but yeah, I really. do tag everything pretty. I am I am pretty like diligent about that. So, okay. The top search terms today were, will you be my bridesmaid cards printable? I accessorize a Swiss dot wedding dress, navy and coral wedding, Lily Pulitzer wedding, and something pretty, which is the name of my blog, obviously. DIY glitter vase, ombre bridesmaid dresses. You know, like there's a pretty big variety, but usually it is wedding stuff. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned earlier that you have a lot of interaction with other bloggers. Do you have a lot of interaction with readers? Like I saw there was a comment section, but do you get a lot of those? 
I don't get a ton of comments, but I've learned just kind of from tracking like my traffic and number of comments. I definitely don't think that comments are a very good reflection on how much traffic a blog is getting. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Dana comments on all my blog posts. She is my number (laughs) one commenter. Of course she does. At least you've got a support system. Two years running. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I would say that most of my comments are from other bloggers. The only times I really get reader questions are if it's someone that is looking for something, like where are those bridesmaid dresses from or what kind of flowers are those or something like that. (laughs) I remember this summer you were talking about how you had an opportunity was uh, going to the store and trying on all the dresses and everything. Was that through something pretty or how did that come to be? Okay, that was probably the highlight of my blogging career. (laughs) Oh, good then. Anthropology, which I'm sure you know and love. I tried a line, which is called Beholden. And I met the social media director for Beholden at an event I went to in November here in Austin. Mm -hmm. And we started chatting and I started talking to her about my blog and she asked for my business card. A couple of weeks later, I heard from the Beholden social media director and I chatted with her and she was like, yeah, if you want to do something together, like, let me know. And I was like, this is an awesome opportunity. So I'm going to kind of go big or go home. And I pitched doing a whole week of posts on the Holdens. What we ended up doing was a real wedding in which the bride was wearing a Beholden gown and used a lot of Beholden decor in her wedding. There was a roundup of my favorite products from, from the Beholden website. We did a Q&A with the Beholden stylist, which was really fun. And then we did a giveaway. Um, <laughs> my favorite part was we did a tour of the store in Houston. There's only two Beholden stores in the country and one's in Chicago. So they invited me to the store. I went with a photographer and they basically gave me the whole experience of what it would be like to be a Beholden bride, like going in, having an appointment, trying on gowns, getting styled. Like it was so much fun. We had the best time and um, the pictures turned out beautifully and just everyone at Beholden was so welcoming and so like supportive and Beholden has been a great support to me ever since then too. Like they'll pin a lot of stuff from my blog and they'll post on Facebook when I've shared something else from Beholden on my blog. And so that was a really awesome like partnership and that was so much fun. (laughs) That's awesome. Are you trying to line up anything else like that or are you just waiting to see what opportunities arise? At the moment, I'm not. Right now, I am kind of focused on job hunting. I want to write for a bridal magazine. And so if that happens, I'm going to have to change a lot of what I do on my blog currently just because of agreements and stuff. So I've kind of put on hold like doing any more big like advertising campaigns or brand partnerships or anything and just so just holding off on that for now till I figure out what I'm doing with the job. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That's super exciting. So I'm guessing you definitely want to be more in the print aspect than the online because I know there's a couple online wedding magazines. I love magazines. Like print is my first love through and through. Yep, same here. <laughs> I am definitely focused on getting into a print magazine and working there. Really the reason I started my blog in the first place was to be able to show potential future employers that I know the industry and that I can come up with content every day. And even though I think magazines are doing a lot better than newspapers and the industry is not going to die, like I hate it when professors say that. I don't believe it. (laughs) That being said, magazines do have a bigger online responsibility than they used to. So a lot of the times, like someone that works in editorial for a magazine 
will also be, you know, publishing to the magazine's blog or managing their social media or anything like that, especially for smaller publications where kind of all the jobs are a little bit malleable between the employees. I just wanted to be prepared. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That's a good idea. Are you going to start phasing out something pretty? Expecting to probably be able to still share things like inspiration boards and like kind of more snippets of my own life, which I've started to incorporate a little bit more in the last couple of months, shooting the things that I do around town. Just this week on Tuesday, I posted pictures from a floral arranging class that I took. So just like stuff like that, that's still inspirational and very visual, but not necessarily like wedding-y. Um, it's definitely going to change a little bit. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. This is so weird. You're sounding super Southern after you've transferred to UT. Austin is a super creative city, but they do not have a good bridal magazine. They have their general Austin wedding guide, which is like 300 pages of ads and then maybe 10 pages of editorial content. Not what I'm looking for at all. Do you want to stay in Austin after the scene there? Good for what you would like to do. I am planning to move to a big city in the southeast. So I have my eye specifically on the like Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area. Atlanta is a big one. Charleston's a big one. So there's a couple of cities that I've kind of pinpointed that have quality bridal magazines that I'm aiming toward. We'll see. Hopefully I'll know soon. <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally fair. My concluding question. Do you have any advice for someone looking to start a blog that knows nothing about it? use WordPress because it's a lot easier than Blogger, first of all. I guess the biggest advice I could give with blogging in general, like not necessarily even for a beginner, but for anybody is don't bother writing a blog if it's not something that you're really excited about because a blog is not going to do well if you post, you know, once or twice a week. Like that just really doesn't have any staying power unless, you know, there's something else that's really, really outstanding about you. Like if you have incredible graphic design skills and you post once a week, like, yeah, maybe your blog will take off. If you're posting about, you know, something like weddings or fashion or whatever, like I really believe that a blog can't do well unless you're posting very consistently. So that, you know, as you gain readers, they'll know what to expect. They'll expect to come to your blog and see fresh content. I've been writing about weddings every day for the past two and a half years, and I love it. Like, it's still, like, something so fun and exciting to me. And then the other thing is to read a lot of other blogs and interact with bloggers. Bloggers, in my experiences, are super nice, and they all started a blog at one point. You know, they all started a blog where only their mom and sister were reading. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yep. So reaching out to other bloggers, even if they're like, like huge bloggers, a lot of the times you'll still get a response because they know exact position you're in. So if you have questions about stuff or if you just like really like someone's blog and want to compliment them on it, I mean, that's always nice. Like who doesn't like that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Positive reinforcement. Yeah. Oh, I meant to ask you this before. Do you have a favorite like superstar blogger in mind? As far as like specific bloggers, that's kind of hard to say because a lot of the times big wedding blogs are written by a group of people. Um, oh, I've got one. Camille Styles. Oh, don't you work with her? Yes, I interned for her and I adore her. Oh my gosh. Even before I started interning for her, um, I read her blog every single day. I like stalked her at events so that I could meet her. <laughs> she's just like the most awesome, like down to earth person. And she just got a book deal. So she's going to be working on that. But I love her because she's just stayed so true to her aesthetic and her voice. Like even as she's gained like popularity and leaps and bounds. If you look at like her really old posts, the quality is just as good as they are now. 
if I look at mild blog posts, like I'm embarrassed. That feels lame, but her stuff is just consistently good all the time. And she stayed so true to herself. So I think that's really awesome. And she's super talented. So there's that too. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome for sure. It's good to know that they're like the superstars, even in the online field. <laughs> okay. I think that's pretty much all my questions. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. Have a good Thursday night. You too. Bye. This has been the Pubcast. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback by visiting us on the web at www.thepubcast.org.